0: Morning. Parsha's Shmini introduces the laws of kashrus, which animals are kosher and which are not. The Pussek begins with the command for Moshe and Aharon to tell Bnei Yisrael, Zos hachaya asher tochlu, this is the creature you may eat. Way back in Parsha's Bo, we discussed together that when the Torah uses the word this, ze or zos, it means there was a clear visual representation of what was being communicated. Sure enough, here is no exception. Rashi tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu actually picked up each animal and showed it to the Jews as he said, This you may eat, or this you may not. Moshe gave an entire show and tell with each animal, sea creature, and bird to demonstrate to us what is and isn't kosher. There's one other aspect of the kosher animal laws in this Parsha that has always intrigued me. In Parsha's Noach, when Hashem commanded Noach how many of which animals to bring into the Teva, the Torah goes out of its way to speak in a gentle way, and instead of saying the impure animals, the Torah uses extra words to say, Habahema asher enana tahora, The animals that are not pure. We've all heard the valuable moral lesson drawn from here, that we should be extremely careful to use refined and elevated language. However, the question begs to be asked, if the Torah went out of its way in Parshas Noach to not call animals tamay, impure, why here in Parshas Shmini does the Torah repeatedly use the words, tamehu hu lachem, it is impure for you, and even stronger language for certain types of creatures? What happened to the extremely refined language from Parshas Noach? I think a possible answer to both questions is very relevant to all parents and teachers. Yes, refined language is very important and we should go out of our way to speak purely and sensitively. Yet when it comes to instructions that hit at the heart of our children and our students' spirituality, we must be crystal clear. There is no room for vague mischallim, unclear allegories or unspecific language. When it's time to direct the Jewish nation about kosher food, which as Rashi and the other Mefarshim explain repeatedly is all about fueling our spirituality and heightening our spiritual potential, it's time to use the word Tameh to speak clearly and directly. Similarly, this is the time that we need the Zos, the explicit show and tell for each animal one by one. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't leave any room for confusion because he showed us each animal and announced kosher or not kosher. Today, more than ever, our children need to hear from us clearly and unequivocally what safeguards are neshamos and what threatens them. Our guidelines for what they should read, see, hear, and have access to and what they shouldn't need to be well thought out and then clearly and explicitly communicated. Sometimes we shy away from uncomfortable conversations and prefer to think that our kids are learning what's okay and what's not from their teachers or friends. The lesson from Parashat Shmini is that we need to step up. Just as Hashem clearly and expressly taught us what foods are spiritually strengthening for us and which aren't, we need to have those same clear conversations with our children about which activities, environments, and digital spaces strengthen their neshamos and which don't, with detailed specifics. I'll end with just a quick note on what ki- kids actually want from their parents. I've seen multiple surveys that show that most teenagers wish their parents had stricter and clearer limits on technology, not less. Our kids yearn for us to provide them with guidelines, and we can and should make efforts to give them that clarity they seek. This is a lesson we as mothers can take to heart from Parsha Shmini.